drops. Well, welcome to the other Hollywood fishbowl. This one's going to call the Horrible Horror Movie Show. Hor- horrible Horror? Yeah. You A- got it. W-H-O-R-E. Horrible Horror Show. <coughs> Can we do Halloween puns? Yeah, if you want to. How many Can we got? do a spooktacular? Uh, yeah, I mean, we do, you know, uh, again, for wrestling, for wrestling, we do the creepy crawlers, beefy brawlers, <laughs> uh, the beefening. You know, we do all sorts of weird jokes about... Um, is this our spooktaculars? <laughs> Whoa, all right. I I'll killed do, you already. Apparently I'll it's horrifying. Start. Is this episode from beyond the grave? It depends on how many people actually, you know, listen to it. Uh, <laughs> if it just gets melted away. Yo, you know, son. Yeah. Watch your mouth. We just hit 4,000 subscribers. All right. Well, see how many so, of those I can get rid of. <laughs> do your bucket. worst. Yes. I'm just going to squeal into the microphone for 30 minutes. That's, I wish somebody would. Like, the second half is supposed you just, to be. You just want an Andy Kaufman show, don't if you? If somebody like, came over with a foghorn oh, and just. You would be for evicted. The, I No, I would love it. I would love it. I, I don't doubt you would love it. I'm just saying you would be literally evicted from your apartment if there's, <laughs> there's a foghorn for 30 minutes. Come on. Yeah. I, all I would have to do is say to the landlady, but wasn't it funny? Uh, and she she like first and last month they're gone yeah <laughs> no i i like uh as i said on your podcast yes. from my podcast i uh i'm an old school fan of horror i grew up with it so what i wanted to do is i wanted to see where you will come from on like a horror side and i think it's like uh in general are you even a fan of that type of genre or is it a like, specific one you don't want to watch uh i was a diehard fan of horror as i enter my autumn years i like i've got enough stress and upset <laughs> in my life that i don't yeah. need i don't need to augment it with simulated chaos yeah. but i do love the i do love the genre loved it growing up and if there's a good one i will watch it at the very edge of my seat oh okay yeah. So yeah, we can talk hard. We can oh, definitely talk yeah. hard. I think it's like to, to your point about like the uh, autumn years and such and getting older. I find it. I find it actually really interesting personally as a guy who has watched since I was way too young, mm-hmm. um, and I still love it. It's certain things started to like flip on me. Like Damn I started. Man. I started to like like after getting married. I started to be like, oh, now I get this weird marriage marriage strife stuff in horror or like mm-hmm. the wife dies or something and I'm just like hit way harder by it. Yep, yep. And then I'm having a kid soon and then it's like all these like movies where like the kid's in trouble. I'm like, oh, now I'm having a trouble watching this and I'm like, I'm, it's, uh, I, I can't disconnect myself like I used to where I could watch, oh, they just mow down the, what is it, like the little zombie kids or whatever? Like, who gives a shit? Yeah, like, yeah. Now yeah. I'm like, oh, that was a, that was a little kid. No, oh, hereditary. It's super weird. It's oh. very scary because uh, if you love people. Weird. But like, I think I, I think about watching that as a teenager, and it'd just be like, this is freaky deaky. Yeah. But now I watch it, and I'm like, I love people very very deeply, and I couldn't ex- I couldn't go through this trauma. Yeah. Or like, I have dogs and stuff, and I'm like, yeah. watch stuff where like they like the the joke that um, uh, Lloyd Kaufman always tells about. Uh, the Toxic Avenger mm-hmm. is if you've watched the original Toxic Avenger, it's offensive. That's the point. It's all yeah. just they they have a, the beginning of the movie is the punk or not the punk the the jockey jerks from the gym mm-hmm. have a they run over children and burst their heads and then put a marker on their car for how many kids they've run over and people were not offended by that. They were offended by Toxic's uh, Toxie's blind girlfriend's seeing eye dog being mm-hmm. shot during a robbery. That was the thing. That everyone hated. It wasn't running children over because it was like watermelons. Of course, it's not. Yeah, it yeah, look yeah. Right. But a dog just getting shot is like is like a fucking right in the right in the guts. You're like, god damn. And then also funny because you're like, it's a dog. It's not. 
the humans, all these humans that die, all yes. the humans that their eyeballs are squished out and stuff, fine. But they also kind of like, it's like one of those, like, you have to make, again, as a wrestling term, you have yes. to make the bad guys bad. You have to give them the reason. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and, yeah, but, yeah. But, but shooting a dog, one step too far. Yep, yep. That, the, 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 the Lloyd Kaufman was definitely... Definitely a key ingredient growing oh, up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I still have VHSs of those, like uh, a stack of them. Hell yeah, yeah you do. Yeah. I, I, I don't doubt that for a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's funny. As, uh, I also uh, I have a good story about him. I'll give you... You got a Lloyd Kaufman story? Yeah. So, Tell me your Lloyd... I got a Lloyd Kaufman oh, story. Oh, you got one of those? Let's, yeah, well, yeah. let's share them. This will be Mine the, is not that great. All right. Mine... All right. Well, you go first then. I'll, I'll, I'll one-up you at the end. Oh, uh, I was at Comic-Con and we were doing a... Uh, we were interviewing anyone who would talk to us and I got mm. to do like a 20-minute interview with Lloyd Kaufman. Oh, he will talk to everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 He's yeah. great about that. And... God bless him. At the beginning of every interview, we say, what's your name? And, you know, who are you? Just introduce yourself. He introduced himself as Mel Brooks. And that Perfect. put a smile on my face. That, what a that, lovely old man. I follow him on Instagram because he's just, he's just, a, he's a silly old man. He is. He's, yeah. yeah. So what's your, Lloyd, please one up that Lloyd Kaufman right. story. So I, like I, it'll be difficult. Oh, well, um, sorry. My, my Canadian sorry. No, oh. you could, you could do it. You uh, could do it. So you like, smash that one. When I was in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I actually made a horror film with my friends, a full feature, uh, which I don't know if it's still on Amazon Prime, but it was. It's called Summer School, not the Mark Harmon one. It's uh, from 2006. Mm-hmm. We uh, we made it ourselves, like full on every part of production. Is that the vigilante teacher? Yeah, that has that. That's, well, there's sections of it. It's different dreams. Uh, yeah. the, the, the gimmick, the gimmick, the story of the if it is a kid goes into school, he spent all weekend catching up on horror films. It's based on me when I was in high school. Uh, watching a ton of horror films before he had to go to actual summer school. And he keeps falling asleep and waking up in different genres. And the different mm-hmm. genres are directed by different people. And I, I wrote the overarching story and uh, uh, helped write certain sections. And, uh, well, we put it all together. I even went so far as to learn how to to make DVDs, like full-on menu systems oh, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. made my what own. What was your software? Oh, the studio or whatever. What's a Mac one? That was like the, uh, old, the old DVD studio. It came in along the, with the, the final, final cut. cut. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I, I learned how to do dual layer discks and stuff. So it's got God damn. put all the extras. I made all the extras. We made the menus that are interactive, all that crap. I learned it, put it all together. We were idiots. We didn't realize you probably shouldn't, you don't have to do that if you're going to get distribution or you're looking for distribution. Mm-hmm. So we would go around to these festivals that we got into and we'd get a little booth uh, at the, this, you know, where the celebrities sit and stuff and like, Hey, you want to, you like the movie you saw? Well, here's the DVD. We, yeah. we already have it. We already made it. And we were at this one in Minnesota, I think it was the Crypticon, and Lloyd Kaufman was there as a, one of the guests, and he was walking through, and he's like, you know, being a real nice guy, talking to everybody, he comes up, and he's saying, oh, this summer school, I'm like, Do, would you like a copy? Because, like, I love Troma. If, if Troma was going to distribute it, it'd be amazing. And he's like, well, we don't, here's the, here's the rub of Troma. They distribute, they don't give you any money. They don't, they don't pay you any money, and they don't pretend to actually, you know, make any money off, like, they make money off of it if it sells, but they their distribution yeah. is just getting you out. Yeah, like yeah. Matt Stone and Trey Parker famously did it for uh, Cannibal the Musical. Yeah, yeah. So I, I knew that at the time, and I was like, I don't. I, I we were discussing it because we were still in debt, but we're like, if it gets out, it gets out. And so he's going on this spiel about it because he's trying to actually sell us on the idea of just giving it to Troma for free. And he goes, well, we always support independent cinema. I'm like, you support it so well. And I just stood up and in front of my friends, I was like, if you support it so well, they're twenty dollars. Would you buy one? And he went just like stone face for a moment and went, fuck you. And then he took out $20 and bought really? it. When he, I went upstairs that the end of the, that day of the con. Did you find it, it in the trash can? No, no, he watched okay. it. He came back down the next day. 
and I had him sign. I have the DVD of his like make your own damn movie set and everything. And I had him yep. sign it stuff. Oh no, that was later. I had the book that time. I had the book that he wrote and I had him sign it. And he said, yeah, this is actually, uh, he wrote it on the, on the book. Uh, was that uh, summer school is better than trauma. And, uh, and he's like, you're an asshole for making me pay for this. Hot no, one, no one has ever made him pay for a copy oh, yeah, of the yeah, movie. Yeah, Cause you're like, I got Lloyd Kaufman yeah, on the line. I, like, I literally made, I was like, I, I was like, yeah, all right. All right. And then the, the, I had the DVD set of that thing and I saw him in a different horror convention like a year later in Chicago still remembers me because I made him pay for it. Awesome. And he's like, he's, he's, he does a joke thing where he's like really mad for a minute and then he's like happy. But he's like, yeah. I was like, oh, that's my story about him. And, uh, and then I ended up uh, also helping on a independent movie called Health Freaks that was shot in Minnesota where he showed up as like a, I think he showed up as like a, like a Mormon pastor or something during an orgy. It was like a weird scene that I just like, oh, hey, hey, that all tracks. Yeah, that's that's a Lloyd Kaufman ish type thing. So, yeah, that's my Lloyd Kaufman story. He's like, I'm the apparently the only human being that's ever made him actually pay for an independent feature DVD. So, famously, I've got here's one. This is not Lloyd Kaufman. This is Michael Hers. I I met him and I talked him into singing uh, the old gray mare and I've got that on tape somewhere. Oh, that's fantastic. A recording of him. Uh, those are my trauma stories. Just to hold out of that one for the yeah. Keep that in the back. Yeah, pocket. well, I mean, they're remaking they're remaking uh, Toxic Avenger as an actual big movie now. So really, yeah, because he's a. I mean the the whole the property is joke like, it's of the, known. Well, it's known, but it's also he's a green warrior. Like the idea is that he's made from toxic waste, but he fights. Injustice and, and I mean like you remember the Toxic Crusaders the cartoon absolutely they were no like zone. they're like a weird they're like the creepy weird version of the Planeteers they're mm-hmm. like that's the thing is like they're they're rebranding it as like Toxic Waste created this monster and he's gonna fight to get rid of Toxic Waste yeah you know? and it makes sense but it's yeah you just hold on up and you can release is, it on the extras is Michael Bay I don't think he's involved but I you know that would actually be shockingly good I think as a bad movie like, that would be a, a bad, very interesting to see Michael Bay start to re- do do Toxic reboot. Avenger yes. I want to see the Holy Michael shit. Bay Kabuki Man NYPD oh my god that, I love that movie I am so such a dumb film what what was dumb about it every part of it it's I great d- I didn't I love catch it. any I, dumb no, parts you know, in you know, that film then you did not watch that movie at all because that movie is super dumb um, like when he's, what is he doing like the, he's doing like a handstand and she's like using the chopsticks on his groin mm-hmm. so it's yeah that type of movie. If you have never seen it, uh, the trauma catalog is quite diverse. Uh, and it's also kind of strange is if you look at the trauma movies, because uh, they're talking about like bad movies, so horrible movies, um, their own movies that they made and then released are, are usually the most entertaining. The ones that they distribute are like a weird mixed bag of stuff. Like, yeah. Like redneck zombies and stuff, which I believe is one of the early... It's not the first because I think that's Sledgehammer, but it might be one of the first ever shot v- on VHS for VHS mm-hmm. release type movies, and it shows. And it's but it's um that that Lloyd Kaufman fella, oh, yeah. like he he purports to to trade in schlock and cornball and yeah. low budget and cheap, but there is a definite cohesive aesthetic to the entire catalog of his work. Like yeah, the, well, when he, well, like you're saying, when he's attached to it and he makes it. Yeah, yeah, the, like even um, Poultry Geist has there that is quality DNA control there, yeah. going on, and yeah. there is a, a vision going on. Yeah, so. and I think I think uh, not like you can watch them and and know Troma's War or whatever are 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 schlock. They're low grade, dumb fart joke movies, mm-hmm. but there is something behind them where I think Lloyd Kaufman successfully kind of brings people out like a Roger Corman. Yeah, because Roger Corman brought like. 
Joe Dante and James Cameron and all like you big you can find a huge list the of list, big yeah, names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lloyd Kaufman is a same type of guy from like but the New York side of like in sort of like this weird like thing. Like I don't think I mean James Gunn would not have a career had he not wrote Tromeo and Juliet, you know? James Gunn would not have gotten a career and then lost a career and then gotten, a and then back. gotten it back yeah. without Troma. Without Troma. And he loves Troma and he puts he puts Lloyd in all the movies. That's it's such so. a joy to see Lloyd popping up in, in Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. movies. Oh, I love I love that they uh he plays the same character in Slither as he did in Rocky. Wait, what? He's in Rocky. He's, he's he was actually a it's one of his first major jobs. I believe he was an associate producer on that. You have to check the IMDB on it, but he was he's the drunk guy that Rocky picks up to take home. Okay. Because they didn't have, I don't think they had an extra for the day or whatever. They needed someone to do it. And this little bearded, you know, Lloyd Kaufman is like, I'll do it. I'm a drunk. And then in Slither, <laughs> he's the drunk that's picked up and dropped off at the police station where uh, Nathan Fillion's character works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's the one where the girl gets really fat. She gets full of slugs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like Night of the Creeps mixed with uh, a little bit of the thing kind of stuff. Just, um, could I give could I give Lloyd Kaufman a little bit of shine? Yeah, give he him was s- the one. He he was the one to uh, put put money up for uh, my neighbor Totoro. Yeah, yeah, you know he's, we we talk all the all the horror movies, he, but Lloyd Kaufman he loves movies in general. I think and I think he again he knows he I think you can make something say like wrestling pro wrestling and still I can I feel I can still look at something in the quality of it. Yeah, you know, like someone I've seen people I've seen movies where like they're terrible, and one of the things I always do. Uh, I used to write an article called uh, Schlock Defense, mm-hmm. where I would watch things that had like one star on IMDb or you know one and a yeah, half yeah, yeah. or something, but they were made, maybe made by someone you knew or had an actor or somebody in it. Who were you writing for? Was it your Myself, own? Myself. I was okay. like, I, I do this anyway, so I figured I would just write it, and I would, I would look up like weird Italian films I'd never heard of because. You know, Dario Argento was like a producer on it. He didn't direct it, yeah. But he put his name on it, so I'm gonna assume like something There's, about it was yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I maintain that you can learn more from watching those ultra low budget films than you do from watching Avatar oh, or something yeah, like no, that. Absolutely. Like just economy of shots, how to, how to, yeah. Like you, there, there are five minute takes that the camera moves in very precise. Like there, there's a lot to learn about eco- economy. There's, there's spots in it, yeah, and I think it's um. It's kind of interesting to like go back and watch like old James Cameron shorts and stuff like you see like the the they're learning it too type things yeah, but like yeah. uh Terminator 1 blows my mind how low budget it is yeah, like yeah. how much money they obviously didn't have Yeah and it still looks it looks really good yeah except for some moments Yep yep I mean yep. like I I think it's like one of those things like the the, the in Terminator 1 for spe- especially Stop animation was all they had. It looks pretty good. It doesn't hold up as like a you know T two. Yes, like yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and uh, Arnold's fake head digging out flesh. Yeah, is good as you can get. Good dubious, as you, as good as you can get. Best. Yeah, yeah. But like you forget how in Terminator One, how much time they spend in the in the the future wars. Yeah, and how much of that is just underground, like in a corridor with yeah, garbage, with like smoke and smoke, yeah. and like the dogs and yeah. like the big rubbery looking dude. There's like they like. Can we find someone who's slightly larger than Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yep. And they're like, no, let's just cast a bunch of small people around him because this guy's not bigger than Arnold. That's one of those weird things you find out. Is like, also Arnold's not that tall. He's not. What is yeah, he? Uh, five eight. I think he's like close to six. Okay. But like, but the thing is, like, if you go, there's like a, I think six might around there. But like, there's the picture of him from Conan the Destroyer, with like Andre the Giant and like I think it's Wilt Chamberlain. 
are both in that or, or mm-hmm. like there, there's a picture of him being carried by both those guys. Yeah. And like, he's like a little tiny kid being carried by them because he's, he's so short compared to these guys. And you're like, Oh yeah, that's right. There's humans are giant freaks. They're just humong- there's a humongous yeah. people. And Arnold in your brain is just, he's also a seven big. foot tall yeah. monster. And he's not, he's not actually that tall. I mean, it's part of like wrestling too, as you find out wrestlers are always lying about their heights and stuff. Eric Watts looks pretty big. Hmm. Eric Watts has to be careful not to throw people because he'll hit the ceiling. Really? Yeah, he's that tall. We we were wrestling a show in uh, the CIA, the California Institute of Abnormal Arts, and he couldn't do almost anything because he touched the ceiling with his hand, like his hand raised. I need to interact with him at least once outside of the context of the show because I've only seen him performing. You should uh, ask him about Star Wars. Okay. He loves Star Wars. Like he went to Chicago for the the Star Wars event. Like okay. His, and we, a, his, the entrance video we made for him is even like a Vader looking um, cloud cloud city type graphic. He just he he's always in the big nasty mode when yeah, I yeah, see yeah. him. So I don't know. I have no idea what he's like. He's a big fun guy. I think. I, like, I believe it. Yeah. I I think it would be hard to live long in the WPW environment without having some Joe de vive. I, I don't think you could be, uh, I can't imagine a guy who tries to be serious for his entire like time with us. That would be, you'd be gone. <laughs> you'd be so mad at us because we would be not be taking yeah. you seriously. So who cares? Um, but yeah, horror films. Horror films. About, let's back it yes. up. Let's back yeah, up yeah. this tangent we got on. I'm going to back it up to the, um, like learning from them. Uh, I, I also, my friend, uh, Mike P. Nelson, who did the domestics last year, mm-hmm. uh, we used to do a vidcast when we had finished our, our horror film. The domestics was clean. Yeah. That was like a really it's a movie. slick film. It's a movie. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a movie. Yeah. No, it's like, a, uh, it's the thing is like, um, we used to do a vidcast and, mm-hmm. uh, we used to do the same type of discussion thing where like, there's a movie called Chrome and Hot Leather. And it's from the kind of like the 60s, 70s where biker movies are really cool. Mm-hmm. And it has a scene in it where the, the whole plot is that these, uh, I believe they're, Viet- they're supposed to be Vietnam vets. These Vietnam vet guys, uh, their girlfriend's coming to visit them. And then a biker gang supposedly knocks them off the road. And if you watch the movie, it's kind of cool because they like the biker gang that they're going after. It's actually one dude who does it mm-hmm. and like, or caused the problem. And the whole biker gang wants to go down and like rescue these girls after they fall off a cliff. And then the, 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 the vet guys like learn how to ride motorcycles and become their own little gang of motorcycle guys and get revenge and stuff. But like the main thing was when in the beginning of the movie, they knock the girls off the road. They shot the scene where they're doing a like sort of like when you're falling at a very high velocity, you get weightlessness. Mm-hmm. So they shoot it in a way where the camera is rotating the way it would if it was falling. Oh, like the cameraman can't control he, it. No, you know, he's, he's like got sl- no- he's just slowly yeah. rotating it in like a clockwise fashion. Uh huh. And then the actresses are in the car, and I don't even think the car is not even the car is they move a light with it to like show that it's oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. it's all flat. The whole uh, the whole setup is that a car is sitting but they're moving the light and like a, probably a bounce card to make the light change. Mm-hmm. And the girls are like acting in slow motion as their hands come up as they're falling in like this sort of zero. And we were watching it and we're like, we, we were like watching it as filmmaker guys. We're like, we know what they're doing, but we're like, I've never seen someone think that through enough. Usually it's raise your hands and scream and then yeah. explosion or something. But there was like this weird, like sort of unreal nature of how they would fall like that. And it's like, I was like, Oh yeah, that would actually, 
if you fell off a cliff, you'd have that moment of weightlessness and weirdness yep, before yep. you died. Yep. And I thought that was like amazing because I'd never seen that. I wouldn't even see that. In, you wouldn't even see that in a professional movie. They'd probably do the same screaming yeah. stuntman going off the side. Yep, yep, stuff. Yep, yep, so yep. I do find that uh, you can learn as a filmmaker, you can learn a ton of stuff like that and just uh, find a bunch of weird, uh, like strange concepts inside of bad movies because no one told you, no, you can't do that. Like yeah. the, the whole, uh, uh, Orson Welles, like they just recently released that big documentary and unreleased movie about him. And there's these interviews where like he was talking about how good Citizen Kane was. It's cause he came in as a guy who'd done like theater plays and, and radio plays and stuff. And no one, no one had, He'd never taken classes in theater. He'd never heard a, a cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cinema. nobody ever told him. No one ever told to him do. that's not what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And his DPU just let him kind of like, okay, you want to do that? Let's do yeah. that. Let's All try right, it. we're cutting yeah. a hole in the floor, and you're going to stand in that hole yeah. while we get this shot. Yeah, that's you're going to drop down, or you're going to you're going to do like this weird motion through a mirror room yep. or whatever yep. and stuff. Yep. And yep. it's yep. like yep. you don't want to do it. Um, so I think it's like that's the thing. Just Citizen Kane just ended up being one of the best movies ever made. But it's like uh, from a guy who didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little, um, I, I bristle when people de- talk about dethroning Citizen Kane as the best movie ever made yeah. because yes, there have been better movies made since then, but the leap from zero to Citizen Kane is so much bigger than the leap from Citizen oh, yeah. Kane to Children of Men or whatever, whatever, you know, whatever movie, the whatever candidate pick, is yeah. for the, the new best film like, ever made. Love. That's the thing is I, I, I can't. I can't do lists of stuff in terms of like, like a top 10, if it's not just a top 10 general, mm-hmm. I hate doing like, Oh, it's number one. This is the best one. It's always evil dead Two, But beyond that, I mean like there's no evil dead Two is a motherfucker is, of a is, film. That's, that's a, a really good movie. That's my favorite movie of all time. But I can't, if you were like, well, what's your top five movies? It depends on th- what are we talking about? Yeah. Horror, yeah, yeah. Drama. Are we talking about yeah. foreign. We're talking about, you know, like I can never break it down. And even evil dead Two, I know it's not a great movie. It's my favorite. It's personal favorite. I think that's a great movie. I can. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't argue with some. I don't argue what a great movie is to other people, though. Right. Yeah, but I mean, technically, empirically, I think the the best the best approach a critic can take is: Did the film set out? Did the film achieve what it set out to do? Yeah, which is being an entertainment thrill ride. And uh, Evil Dead Two is one of those films that is like exactly. Yeah. It every knows, scene. It every knows exactly frame. what it wanted to be. Yeah. Dumb as hell and great. I mean that. Yeah. Yeah. That. That. It kind of goes back to that wrestling pro wrestling thing that if you buy into the conceit that Ash, after everything that happened in Evil Dead 1, would take his new girlfriend out to a cabin in the woods and read. No. So the that's the that's the problem of having seen Evil Dead 1 before Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2, the first 15 minutes is a rehash of the first movie because they didn't have the rights to it. So that that the reason that you suddenly lose all of his friends mm-hmm. that he had in the original and then it's just the girlfriend is to expedite the rest of the story mm-hmm. so like that it's not it's not a it's not him coming back again it's they're they're giving you a rehash because they couldn't afford it. Oh, same okay. with thing army of darkness doesn't use the same shots in uh from evil dead 2 i think beyond like a few shots but they 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 they're from a different production company and, and a different uh, yeah. releasing so they couldn't use them like even okay. if you watch, Ash, I didn't realize that yeah, all yeah. three films were were all owned by is, different people. Yes, because like yeah, well, it's uh, Sam Raimi hits hits big with Evil Dead One. Mm-hmm. Uh, ed, uh, assistant edited by uh, I believe it was Joel Cohen of the Cohen Brothers, and then they got together after they made uh, they made 
they took Bruce Campbell and they made a trailer based on a reference by Sam Raimi to make your proof of concept, which mm-hmm. was Into the Woods for Evil Dead. They made a trailer for Blood Simple with Bruce Campbell as one of the characters. And then okay. Blood Simple got money and they made Blood Simple and the Coen brothers became famous. And then they got together and they made a movie called The XYZ Murders or Crime Wave, mm-hmm. which is terrible. Um it is a great movie in terms of knowing these guys all love Three Stooges and like crime stuff and it just doesn't mesh at all. And it's because also there's a lot of like studio interference because Bruce Campbell again was supposed to be like the lead guy. Yeah. He got pushed into like this weird side sort of villain role and it, it like has a lot of weird problems. So then that failed. Mm-hmm. The, just the sophomore slump of Sam Raimi was like... Uh, right. Well, what, what was successful? Evil Dead. So he goes back to Evil Dead 2, but they can't get the rights to play his own movie at the beginning to explain how Ash gets there. So they rehash the beginning. So if that was the sophomore slump of Sam Raimi, what do you, what's your hot take on Spider-Man 3? That is again, like just studio interference. That man wanted to make that, that uh, Sam Raimi wanted to make Sandman, which if you watch Sam, they want to make Sandman and, and, um, Green Goblin 2, sort of the villains. That was it. Mm-hmm. They wanted double villains. The fact that they shoehorned Venom into it um, without just making it Eddie Brock's here and Eddie Brock will come back in the next movie. Yeah. It became, uh, they, that adds on, if you watch it just for that, you realize that like this stupid dancing Peter scenes yep. and stuff are all from the Venom stuff. All the stuff that got, that you shit on for three is from that studio interference to throw Venom in. Because the Sandman stuff, how his creation is, mm-hmm. his actual like, Sort oh of yeah, story. that's where all the emotional weight yeah, is in I that film. I, I would say the only thing I don't agree, like if you get rid of Venom and you watch the movie for just those pieces, the only thing I don't really agree with was, I think it was like the, he's the guy who shot Uncle Ben as well or something like that. That, and that was bananas that, was like, they that revised that. Yeah, that was like, oh, it's the same reason. Oh like, no, there was that and there was the butler was like, I was there the night that your yeah, father just, died. Yeah, like forgot to mention this to you, doodles, yeah. but <laughs> you might want to know. Uh, yeah, it was like the um, that was yeah that that stuff is like it also it it's it actually it it um, it smacks of this weird thing that like I didn't even like about the Tim Burton Batman movie was that like it has to be connected his villain is the guy who created him in the, or whatever and it's like don't That's, let the guy stand on his own like yeah. so many of these weird origin stories where it's like the main villain they've always had is the guy who killed their parents it's like yep. get the fuck out of here yep I'm 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 um. There's that that I'm I'm done with, and there's the reveal that that guy was that person's dad. Oh yeah, like the third act, like I am the I'm your father, Luke. Yeah, yeah. That has been exhausted. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's like the uh, the joke that's been around forever is like, uh, how do you make like a how do you make a Pixar movie? Uh, kill one of the parents. Not <laughs> or like Disney actually Disney yeah. even Disney I guess would even be under that. It's like oh yeah, just kill Mufasa. It's fine. Um, but yeah, that's that's the type of it's just tropes that are just like yeah, they can be done. They can still do them. You just have to like when they become just a twist for the sake of a twist. Yeah. It's like God damn, that's bad. That's just bad writing. Did you dig Drag Me to Hell or was that like not mm. enough? Too late. I love Drag Me to Hell. Okay, cool. Because sometimes I movie. feel very lonely I, in loving got, Drag Me to Hell. I got so bummed out when he made that, and then he went off and did that. Sp- pretty terrible wizard of oz film i think was the next thing was that sam that was not yeah. a very good film no james franco and everything the, yeah i actually idea the story that they were trying to tell with that i didn't mind i didn't mind the story of it it's just like a uh him and like tim burton got fell into that weird world of like everything is a cgi set extension and yeah. everything is like weird weirdly now disproportionate and stuff yep yep, yep and yep, i'm yep. like also that's the thing i couldn't i you could show me if you didn't tell me sam raimi did 
that Oz movie, I would have assumed it was like a Tim Burton movie. Yeah. It looks like that weird, shitty uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory look that he did. Well, he made Willy Wonka, right? It was like the, yeah, yeah, his, yeah. his version was Willy Wonka. And it's just like, it's just too much reliance on this weird, oh, I can just fix this in post or I can do this weird thing in post. And it's like, eh, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. So okay, but but drag me to hell. Let's talk no, about that. And oh, what a, what a national treasure Justin Long is, for heaven's sake. Oh, can we get him on screen a little bit more, please? I I sat through Tusk because of him. <laughs> like I love Justin Long. I think he's like he's so good at being a comedic character actor. Like when he pops into stuff like yeah. um, Idiocracy. Idiocracy is lousy with brilliant yeah, bits, yeah. but his is, is a standout. It's a movie that's made of standout yeah. set pieces. And he he's not even, yeah, he's only in for the brief moment. Yep. And he kills his whole time. Yep. And then like, what is it, like uh, the Walk Hard stuff when he's like... Who is he in Walk Hard? He was, uh, I want to make sure I remember, I believe he's one of the Beatles, and I just want to make sure I get the right Beatle, because I think the joke of it was <laughs> that um, the uh, uh, in Walk Hard... So the Beatles, you know, the, the scene in it is like he meets the Beatles. Because I'm John Lennon. Yeah, and it's like they're doing the, oh, oh you know. What like, do you think, Paul McCartney? Yeah, they're literally saying each other's names. And the reason that they were doing that is because um, no one was doing characters. Like they weren't doing, like trying to, um, like, uh, accurately portray these characters. That's why they yeah. this, like they're saying their names out loud as a joke. And I think, was he was he George or was he... I'm going to make sure I get it right because I'm going to say it and it's going to be wrong. Just there it is. George Harrison. I was right. Okay. All right. Yeah. So like, yeah, the story of always. Okay. So he's, yeah. Justin Long is playing George Harrison in the movie and the joke is, and, and Justin Long is actually very good at doing voices like in, in uh, Zach and, uh, Zach and Mary make a porno or whatever. He's mm-hmm. like that weird, hey uh, guys doing like the weird deep voice. And he's the, the gay lover of, um, mm-hmm. Superman. Or uh, so he's like in Walk Hard, he's uh, uh, George Harrison. And he said on an interview where he's like, I came in and had spent like weeks just getting that accent right and everything. And then like Jack Black and all the other guys in the scene with him are just like, no, nah, I'm just going to like do a dumb British accent. And he's like, all right, fuck it. And then you watch the scene. It's so weird because he's like perfect George Harrison mm-hmm. surrounded by and everyone assholes. Is like, well, yeah, whatever, mate. And it's like, what is this? So I, mean, I think it makes the scene even funnier, but the guy is like committed yeah. to his dumb characters. Like, no, I love, I love yeah. me some Justin Long. Love me some drag me to hell. Yeah. Drag me to hell is, I think is, is uh, uh, I was bummed out by that. Like I said, when it went to Oz, but then he came back with Ash versus evil dead, the TV show. Welcome back. Which is great. Very welcome return. Yeah. Which, uh, sad again that it got canceled after three, but what did I, you think I, was going to happen? I didn't, that, even that believe, was... I didn't believe after like one, I was like, Oh <laughs> no, good. That, that Every, show was destined to yeah. be canceled. Yeah. 100% chance. I like that. We got one season. Yeah. Seemed impossible to me. Yeah. I like, yeah, it's funny. It's like the, I just love that, uh, Lucy Lawless is in it too. Uh, cause she has one of my favorite like evil dead stories. Mm hmm. Um, I've, Have I don't, you met Brucey Bruce? Yeah, I've met him a couple times. Okay. He's he's not that hard to find. He no, can no, track he, him down. He and, writes books. He write, I've been yeah. to his book signings and stuff. He's a nice guy. Um, he also is, he's, uh, he's a ball buster of a guy when you're at book signings and stuff. Oh, yes, he is. You just got to know that he's going to do he that. He loves though. roasting yeah. everyone. Everyone, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, actually, it was when, I, when I was in college, I got a book signed by him, and I was in animation program, and his son was going into that. So was I actually it the, If Chins Could Kill? I think it was. I think it was okay. the, that one. Because, like, yeah, it was, what, 2004? three maybe but like i when i met him 
we talked because I was in animation and his son was trying to get into a college to do it. And he was like, he went from being like jackass funny guy to like, oh no, I seriously want to know what yeah, my yeah, son needs yeah. to do and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is a weird conversation I'm having with a hero of mine. Mm-hmm. But um, I was going to say about the Lucy Lawless stuff is that- Hit me. So, you know, Zeno was also made by uh, Sam Raimi um, mm-hmm. and Rob Tappert, the, mm-hmm. his producer guy. Um, so in the original Evil Dead, to set this all up, the original Evil Dead has a scene famously known as the tree rape. Oh, yes. Which yeah. everyone was against except Rob Tappert. So that scene stays in because they knew they needed something shocking and something. I mean, this already movie's got pretty a lot of weird stuff going on anyway, but it needed a shocker in there. Uh, a young lady sees this uh, mm-hmm. in New Zealand. Lucy Lawless sees it, and mm-hmm. she thinks it's the most disgusting movie she's ever seen, and she just hates whoever decided that that should stay in the movie. Flash forward to her getting cast in Xena. Uh, Ends up falling in love with Rob Tappert, marrying him. The guy that actually kept that scene in Did the original. Did she know? Movie. She found out okay. about it eventually, okay. but it was like, that's the that's story that like she tells because she was like, found out. She remembered the yeah. Evil Dead because of that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hating it. And then ended up marrying the guy that made sure it stayed in the movie. And I was, I was like, weird. I have a question. I know that you do some writing and some filmmaking. When, yeah. Do you try to front load uh, controversy like that into your work? or what? Mm. Do you try to look for those set pieces that might... No, uh, I don't think I'd, I, I don't, I mean, I've like, I'm a, I'm an idiot and I watch things like a Serbian film and, and, mm-hmm. and the stuff that are like, okay, you're just, you're literally doing things just to be offensive and like crazy weird. I think I don't, I don't try to put anything in. I would say if I do stuff that seems controversial or, or maybe pushing, pushing a little too far in good taste, um, it, it's, only within the context of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, on summer school, we ha- I actually had pushback from a lot of people on a very small scene. So, uh, spoiler alert, at a certain point in the movie, the main character decides he's in a dream, so he might as well go bad and start slashing people. That's a slasher mm-hmm. slasher story. To push that forward in, this, in the narrative, I made him say some stuff that's really offensive, like um, some sex with a corpse type stuff. Mm-hmm. It's one line and it's kind of even like a throwaway line, but I wanted it in there because he's embracing this evil and being a bad person again. So it's like the actors and everyone is like, do you really need to say this? Like, I don't feel good saying this. I'm like, that's the point. Yeah. 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 The point is that you are in a point, you're at a part where you're, but you've just killed the girl you love because she rejected you. Mm-hmm. And now you're pissing off the cop that's got a gun drawn on you because you don't care because you think you're going to die anyway and you can come back. And like, so it stayed in the movie. I, there was flack for it. I, I, I can understand where they're coming from, but I also, it's in the context of the movie. I thought it had to be in there because it's like, I don't want to like the guy at the time. I want him to be like hated. I maintain that anyone who wants to go into screenwriting or filmmaking should actively be studying wrestling. Okay. And like have that understanding of, of the heel turn. It's archi- the f- archetypes. Yeah. It's wrestling is at its base. Good like, guys, bad guys. Yeah. And you can learn so much about storytelling and economic storytelling by yeah. watching wrestling and keeping track of, of how they're communicating everything. Well, it's like also again, like it's a, you know, improv stunt theater is, yep. is sometimes you don't even need a promo to know that like in the middle of the match, if like Miss Elizabeth runs out and macho man is like yelling at her, Mm-hmm. 
that's like a 20 second bit, but you are already hate macho man for yelling at his woman. Yeah. yeah. And then you cheer more when he gets beat up. It's yeah. like a real small little things like that. And it's, I think, yep. it's like, I think I feel like that is also a thing about being controversial or pushing an envelope on things. Again, I, why would I want to watch a movie where everyone is the good guy then? Right? Like I want a bad guy that's actually actively bad. And sometimes the question becomes on movies, especially like bad movies mm -hmm. is, is, Oh, that's just, it's just like not even, that's not even like, uh, what was that? I guess would be intellectually evil. It's just stupid evil. Like you're doing it because you just need, like, I'm going to shoot a dog. I'm going to yes. shoot a dog because we just need this guy to be real bad right now. And it's yeah. like that sometimes that it rings hollow. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. but like, again, if you build it into the structure of what you're trying to tell, I think it's, it's just, you have to, you can't. You can't, I mean, you, you, if you want a redemption story, you want a Darth Vader thing, you have to bring in those things where he's like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm, I cut your hand off, but hey, hey, yeah. you can go for ice cream later, little yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like he's got that, like the, that's good storytelling when you like the, you, you can bring the character back, but you have to bring, you have to introduce Darth Vader and like Grand Moff Tarkin and blowing up fucking planets, doing the most evil shit in the world, like in the universe. Now, quick question. Moff is a job title? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. Tarkin is his name. He's Tarkin's like, his yeah. name. Grand yeah. is how high his rank is in the Moff hierarchy. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I'm not a I'm not a super Star Wars historian guy, so I'm assuming it's Grand Moff is actually like okay because it's like it's level below Emperor. So I'm assuming it's that's pretty highly ranked. He, well, I mean, he got to control the Death Star. You wouldn't just put <laughs> some schlub in control of that. You put you put P, you put you put Peter Cushing in charge of that because yeah. man, that motherfucker. We'll get it done. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. killed Dracula so many times. Like <laughs> that guy knows what he's doing. That's how he measures success yeah, uh, in this. How family. many Draculas have you killed? <laughs> All right, take the first draw. All right, I will draw out. I want to hopefully not get my own here. I want to oh, go for the, get one your the own. greens. No, I'm going to go for the greens. Go for the in greens. the fishbowl here. We're going to do the fishbowl questions. We're doing fishbowls now. What have you got? Uh, there are two types of people in the world. What are the two types? And it's uh. Nutshell one, I think. Michelle, that's nutshell? actually a really good question. Yeah. I like that one. There are two types of people in well, the world. What are the two types? That's a yeah. really good question, Michelle. And uh, uh, bang it! I want to hear what you have to say because I already know what I got. I already know this. This is an oh, easy answer for me. I have, I have my punchline from when I was a teenager. Oh, well, let's hear that one. Uh, those, those you edge lord. Let's go. Those who, those who adhere to dichotomous classification systems, and those who don't. Are you smoking cloves outside of an embers in like two a.m. saying that? That's a good joke. Yeah, but that's a solid joke. When you're 15, that's a fucking rock solid joke. You were you were crushing it at 15 with yeah. those jokes. Yeah, yeah, in my in my my science class. Oh man, you want the tag? Well, okay. I was just what is? I'm the latter. Oh god, get out, <laughs> get out of your own apartment. That's a get perfect out. Perfect joke. No, I just go with I just go healing faces, man. That's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is really it's like oh, we already talked about this. It's just. Two, two types, heels and faces. That's why you should be studying wrestling, yeah. screenwriters and storytellers. Oh yeah, so seriously. You can get how basic it is. You can get the simple version. Seriously, even if you want, like a uh, test of it is even to go watch Japanese wrestling. If you don't, I mean, we both, I mean, I don't understand it as well as you do. I yeah. have a general understanding of Japanese language so I can follow oh, but, along. But I'm saying you can go watch, if, if people are listening. talking language barrier. Yeah, go watch the Japanese wrestlers and it's like, you could watch wrestling, pro wrestling with noise canceling headphones on and you yeah. would always know who the heel yeah, is yeah. and the face that's, is. That's, that's a way to look at it. It's like Japanese, the Japanese are like, I, I may not know if you don't understand Japanese, you, you're, I don't know. He looks really mad, but they all look mad. Oh, this yeah. guy's actually trying to help the kid out of the ring or whatever. He gets kicked. It's like, okay, yeah. we got it. I know what I'm going. I know where the story is going. 
Yeah, nine oh two one hobo. Yeah, fuck that guy. Heel. Fuck that guy. Totally comes heel. out in sunglasses, like whatever. All right, ding. I Hold love. On. That's my new thing. I'm gonna keep doing that. I ding poorly now. Yeah, like just kill just, it, just dead. Yeah. All right. Ooh, ooh. This one's coming from Chris Grace, who has been on Superstore. Okay. Um, he's a regular on that. Who is your third favorite celebrity? Third favorite. I guess we got a list. Num- right. Number one. You can do your number one. You go through like the number ones. Uh, well, if I got to give, I stick with my previous statements. I could go with Bruce Campbell then, right? Like, okay, you got top. Bruce Campbell. I'm going to go with, I, I guess I got to say Angelica Houston. That was the first name that popped into my head. Crushing on her since oh. I was like 10. All right. All right. Um, was that was that uh, Morticia then? Or like, what was the? Oh, it was the witches first. What and the then hell? When I wait, found wait, out wait, she you... was Morticia. Like, I lost my mind you, as a kid. You crushed on the one where she turns into the ugliest woman in the world. Stop. Rewind. Do you remember yeah. that scene where Bruno is walking down the aisle? And she's like almost, she's about to orgasm at the thought of turning this kid into a rat. Like she knows it's like five minutes away and her hips start like undulating and it's so hot. It's like ungodly hot. That's a, that's a, that's a conversation for a therapist right there. Like my understanding of sex is turning kids (laughs) into mice. (laughs) This comes from Angelica Houston in the witches. And then that she was the Morticia Adams. Like that was the. That was the icing and the cake on the cake. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, I, yeah, I like, Adam Sandler movies were just so good. And we're all Julie, like, he's awesome. Who's your number two? Number two. We got to get to this number three. Oh, uh, I'm going to pick like a weird one because I think I got Rowan Atkinson. Interesting choice. Yeah, yeah. Who was in The Witches. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I was just really thinking about it. I was like, wait a minute, Uh, because I loved, um, I mean, everyone liked Mr. Bean, but I am a Black Adder fan. And that has like Hugh Laurie and a whole yep, bunch of other people yep, like yep. it. But the oh, if you never, if people listening have never seen Black Adder, amazing, spiteful, dark comedy that was on BBC randomly. It would like he would do different generations of the same family of shitheads, mm-hmm. and it's so good. That's like people know him as Mr. Bean and don't know that his comedic, like his verbal skills, yeah, are through the roof yeah, as his well as his stuff, phys- yeah. physical comedy. There's a really, he did a really good special actually where he went from like doing um, spoken, like actual acted out sketch stuff mm-hmm. to like a uh, similar version of like no words, Mr. Bean stuff. Mm-hmm. And has this great thing of like repeatedly like messenger brings good news to the king or whatever and like steps in and has this yeah, really jovial yeah. like dance and like da-da, and then it turns out it was bad and then like rivels. Yeah. Like, he's not even saying anything. It's like a narrator, but like, yeah, that guy's like on top of just all comedic shit. It's amazing. My number two, uh, I, the name that popped into my head next was Keanu Reeves. Oh yeah, well, he's just—he's a dreamboat. I know. Those you eyes. See, yeah, his, did his, you know that Keanu means sexy as fuck in Hawaiian? Is that? Is it? <laughs> that means like winter, or not winter, but summer breeze yeah, or something like that. that. I was gonna say that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right. Uh, no, like Keanu Reeves is awesome. Who's in, we're getting close to number three. Oh, the, here's the thing is I talk about Keanu Reeves way too much on this show. That's yeah. the only reason I'm breezing by it is because there's shocker nothing. that a guy who starts with Morpheus and Neo fighting is loves guilty one of as those charged. Guys. Who's uh, your number three? I'm trying to, I'm trying to get that third name in my head. Oh, uh, I think one of the guys I really appreciate more so now and re- actually liked him when he was a younger actor is Chris Evans. Interesting. Weirdly enough, like it was one of those things like I loved like not another teen movie is probably one of the last great parody movies. Yep. And yep. it hits so it's like it it was like 
I think it was on that peak. It was that peak of like, this is, we can jam all these movies together yep. for a joke. And then it, then it fell off that cliff with those other guys, the guys that started doing like scary, the sequel, scary movies and stuff. And yeah. Just yeah, garbage, yeah. No, but, it fell off after that one. Oh, that, he was so that good in that. Stone Cold classic. And then, uh, love Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yep, he's incredible in that. And then he's, he's America's ass. He's like, uh, Captain America for yep. so long. And, and I think he's one of those guys that are like, I watched that from that length of time where he went from being just kind of like, you know, an actor guy, just an actor guy. He's attractive. He's a whatever to like being weirdly Captain America in his life. Yeah. It's no, super weird. He, like, the wholesome. Yeah. He just became Boy like, Scout like, thing yeah, has like, bled out. Fine, yeah. I'll just, I'll just be that guy. So it's like, it's really cool to see a growth like that change. Cause I like, I remember like he, back then he was, he was just an, he was like, you, you could have replaced him with, any of the Chris's, you know, here Chris, here's Chris Pine. I don't, is that the yeah. same? I don't give a shit. So yeah, that's, that would be, I would just put that in there, like arbitrarily off the top of my head. Number three. I'm going to go with my number three has got to be Amy Sedaris, whom I love with all my all right. goddamn little heart. Yeah. She's the best. She's the what, queen. What's your, what's your favorite thing she's done? Strangers with Candy. Okay. All right. The hands down. Season one yeah. is like it's another universe. Hey man, that, if that, that hadn't existed, Stephen Colbert would not be around. It's he's such a little cutie. He's like yeah. eighteen and his, years uh, his, old. And his producer, his current producer, Baldinello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It's so weird to be like, oh, these guys made it. Yeah, like they went from this strange drug addict lady that goes to prison and comes back out to go to high school. Pretty much being like, fame, world famous, uh, like interview guy. I love it when that, like that, that is the best example of it. Of when a when a new network or a, somebody suddenly has money and they need to be making content and there's no quality control. Like yeah. uh, Ren and Stimpy is another one. Like uh, well, that Nickelodeon is, was yeah. young mm, and yeah, they yeah. had to put money into something and a thing that never should have existed ended up on the air. Well, it's like, yeah, like comedy, comedy central or the comedy channel or yes. whatever it originally started as they were like, we need to get like mystery science theater 3000. Yeah. Cause it fills up three fucking hours of yep, a block. And it costs nothing to yeah, produce. It's a Minnesota dudes are just making it for $0. And then, um, they had stuff like they had that, they had a pretty good run of just random shit. They paid nothing pretty much to begin South Park. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That and was like, the cheapest chips yeah, show too. Originally. And then they made all their, their software and they made a bunch of money. It didn't matter. And then yeah. there's like, oh, what was it? Another show like that. There's like uh was it strip mall? I don't remember that one. Whereas like the, there there's these guys that want to be filmmakers and they find mm-hmm. out that like the back room of, I think it was like a, I think it was like a laundry to laundry, uh dry cleaning business or something is actually a porno set. And they end up like becoming, the most famous porn directors because of this stuff. And it's all in one little strip Dude, mall. Dude, stuff, stuff like, like that. This, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's at the beginning of a network. Yeah. And lifespan. I, think, I would say like right now there's actually, uh, if you, if you have it available or you can check it out on, I think there's a couple of the clips on our shows on YouTube. like vice land is doing that now. Mm-hmm. Cause vice was like, we have our own network with spike Jones and shit. Oh fuck. What do we fill? What do we put in here? Yeah. And it just yeah. has like, I don't know. Rant. Let's go like, let's do like this weird, uh, what I'm enjoying the dark side of the ring, which is like a, reenactments and stories of like the horrible shit that happened in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And it's like really entertaining, sad, but also like, I don't know where else you would have ever put that. You would never know. No one yeah. would be like, who's going to green light that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, I want to, I want to interview Dutch Mantel and like, uh, about bruiser Brody being stabbed to death in like a, a locker room. And you're like, okay, why? And then, Oh, we'll put it on Viceland. What was that show that Alex winter had on MTV for seven consecutive minutes? Oh shit! Uh, that thing was anarchic as fuck. I'd have to look that one up. I know what you're talking about. I don't remember the n- title of it, but yeah, that was banana. I loved. I just love those shows, like the early. I think. Well, yeah, like that's. I mean, early days when MTV chaos. had music television and yeah. stuff. They had those weird, like I don't know. We're gonna do 
you know, head, uh, it was a headbangers ball or whatever, yeah, like yeah. weird middle of the night shit. Yep. Uh, I love liquid television. That shit was incredible. I still watch that today. was so good. I got Eon flux out of that. I got, mm-hmm. um, like a lot of like the, like the max. Yep. 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 All the, MTV, all, all the, yeah, all the MTV weird animations, the head Beavis and Butthead was yeah, but, from that show. Yeah. Beavis and Butthead was like, yeah, like that stuff. Um, man. Yeah. That's the, you just gotta take a risk. Please okay. take right, a I'll risk. Take, all right, I'll take it's a your risk. turn to take a risk. I'm gonna take this big one. I'm gonna. It's got a big card. Uh, okay, so do you know about the Bronzeville? Uh, I think it's Kayoko. Oh, Kayoko Suzuki Lang. Uh, do you know? Do you know about Bronzeville? It's a yes/no question. We can go deeper. I don't can- know. I, or maybe I do, but I don't decide that. Uh, there was an era, a, a little Tokyo during uh, the concentration camp years. Oh, was, this is a fun story then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it actually is because little Tokyo was cleared out of Japanese people, mm-hmm. which meant that there was a lot of uh, non, there was a lot of low income housing yep. that was cleared for non-whites. Yeah. So a lot of black people ended up living down there and it became for the years of the incarceration, it became this really vibrant jazz community. Oh, cool. Um, and it's, it's awesome. Like it's an awesome piece of history. That's kind of not talked about much, but it's really like, well, like kind a, of, yeah. Well, uh, you know, most countries wax over their yeah. camps. Yeah. 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 But there, there's there summer camps, not, not a price that I would say is worth paying. Yeah. Like the the cost of incarcerating all of our Japanese Americans just to get some to, sweet to get jazz. some jazz in downtown you LA. Some sweet jazz. <laughs> yeah, you think you could probably do that? You could put have just let that community go somewhere else. Yeah, and yeah. do it, and then you have a permanent place instead of the place that got refilled by Japanese and is now taken over by Koreans. And it's one of those things that, like, in the time that was zoned for non-whites, like that was the. And nobody, that's also a fun thing to talk about. None of the, yeah, nobody, no white people wanted. That was like the, the, the dirt town. Yeah. And now everybody's fighting over every square inch of Tokyo. Like, so banks are trying to gentrify oh, and kick all the Japanese people out. Like now they want it. And, yeah. uh, it's super fun. <laughs> what have we got? We'll do a couple more. Take your pick white or green. Oh, that's green. Go green. All right. Have you ever had a psychic experience? This one is courtesy of arsenic. Uh, I don't uh, personally believe in it, so no. That was easy. <laughs> Your turn. I like the short ones. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes the, I mean, the questions go yeah. off the rails, but yeah. um, I never mind a quickie. Oh, here we go. This one's for you. Hit me. Uh, what kind of porn do you like to watch? Miss Spent Youth. That's a, a very invasive question. I didn't um, write it. I'm just asking it. Ah, <sighs> um, <laughs> not. Do you want to hit the bell? <laughs> no, 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 no. The whole point of this is try to engage uh, whatever <laughs> is in front of us. Um, yeah. The, what did, what do you put in front of you? I'm not crowdsourced, but you know what I mean. Like, uh, wait, what? Crowdsourced porn? Crowdsourced porn? Is there is there a Kickstarter for porn? No, like uh, like uh, like. Uh, uh, you mean um, what would they call homemade. it? Homemade. Oh, okay. Uh, ethically, ethically produced. Homogenized? What do you not like? Not homogenized. <laughs> what, no, where no, are you no, trying no, to look no. for here? No, ethically produced. Ethically produced by people who are doing it more the for indie, the fun of it. The, the indie. indie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, you. Okay, so you're a fan of you're a fan of that low budget filmmaking everywhere. Yes, yes. Yeah. Also, that Angelica Houston. <laughs> did you know that there is a whole subreddit for uh, like 
3D porn pictures that you cross your eyes. Of course there is. Of course you would. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, no, you, uh, you want to see dragons having sex with cars? Of course there's a subreddit for it. Like yes. there's like that's the thing is like I, it's. If you can dream it, the internet can give you that filth. That's yes, that's that's absolutely like, true. I just thought that would be a little too specific. Found it recently, and I was like, "Hot damn! Look uh, at all these old Viewmaster pictures." Oh so, man, if, you know what would be the best is if it was actually those really old, uh, like the vintage. Yeah, the vintage like three D pictures back yeah. when they had the was it lenticular or whatever it's called or like the yeah the stereo yeah the stereo yeah, yeah. like it looked like an old Viewmaster. Yep, but I was yep, like, yep, right, I'm gonna put it up. But and made I'm, of wood. Yes, yeah, so I'm in a handle. I'm in the old opera watching him bone. Huh. Yes. No, I. Do I do love me some vintage 3D porn stereoscopic, <laughs> like from the twenties, thirties? I'm not even gonna counter ask that one. I'll wait. Is it my turn? Yeah, yeah. All right. Let me. What was your best day? Uh, hmm. I've had a couple of good ones. I think <laughs> well, um, that's good to hear. No, I think like um, you know what? I would actually say. I, you know, the, the obvious answer was my wedding day. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I was, a, I, I mean, it's, it was great, but it was like stressful. Like it's like that yeah, level yeah. of stress. It's a bit of a performance that day. Like it's not yeah. for your you, intimacy. No, it's for. not. Like uh, anybody who hasn't been, hasn't gotten married and they're always, you have gone to weddings and you're like, wow, this is so much fun and everything. It's not for the people that have to put it on. Like I'm like producing yeah. a show yeah. and I'm yeah. the main attraction of the yep, show. Yep, yep. And I'm like, I need to sit and eat. You can't sit and eat. You got to go shake hands. You got to go do this. And it's like, oh, uh, great day. One of the greatest. Mm-hmm. Stressful as fuck. I would say honestly, I think it's the first time I met you, which is weird, but it's not. The, You're welcome, dude. Unrelated to that part, <laughs> it's because that's when I got engaged to my wife. So uh, Wait, when did you got married that recently? We got engaged in in on Halloween in Tokyo. You were out there. We met that long that our, ago. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you don't yes. remember, see? No, 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 no. My You're greatest right. day, and you just don't give a shit. No, I was thinking like <laughs> at your house for a wrestling. No, 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 no. That's something. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like it was. That was the day you got engaged. Yeah, I was. Dressed, and you met me. Yeah, yeah. I was dressed as Ken from Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Matt was shirtless and getting groped. And then uh, my wife came along, and we were going to a wedding down in uh, Nora, uh, the Nara, and uh, mm-hmm. we were hanging out in Tokyo because I knew that during because Matt had said that you got to hang out in. Tokyo for Halloween at least once. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it is true. You definitely got to do that. And then we, I was like, you know what? This is the place to do it then. Because like, I'm just going to get engaged here and then go to this wedding and go back. So That's awesome. You are so lucky to have met me the day you got yeah. engaged. That's like, you, I think it's the other way around, but yeah. You are, <laughs> so few people live on that vertex and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm humbled yeah. to finally be speaking with, with I, cause someone. Because I, I remember it specifically because we, we, I had my black magic pocket and we just mm-hmm. sat around talking about cameras mm-hmm. while drunk Japanese people mm-hmm. in matching costumes, which mm-hmm. is a weird trend they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. six sexy nurses that are dead zombies um what, walked around what year was that Ooh. if you recall correctly iirc let's see been married to, i want to say it was like what was that 2016 15 2016 because i for sure i was obviously shooting like I, you were um, shooting it yeah and the thing yeah. is like we we went back and like i think matt showed me the video that because you'd shoot you're shooting everything mm-hmm. and he was in it and we we're in it for a brief Period yeah, next yeah. To him. I'm gonna find that frame and and that'll be yeah, part yeah, of this yeah. episode yeah. release. Yeah, yeah. And then like, yeah, he was, like we walked around and there's there's that there's like um there's photos of us all and then there's photos. Some guy like set up like a white screen mm-hmm. just next to like I think it was like next to like the Burger King down there or whatever was down there, and it was like 
guys, hey, stop, stop, stop. Can oh, like doing a photo booth. Yeah, it is That's like very clever. And, and like a year ago or like a year and a half ago, my wife found that guy's site and he's like, oh, there we are. That's awesome. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, okay. I can't, I can't fathom a higher note to go out on than yeah. you telling the story of the day you met me. That's really, that is the highest point you can get yeah, on a podcast of yeah, my podcast yeah. for you. And that the, that, that, that was the answer to what was the best yeah, there you day. Go. Yeah. I, I know how to kiss ass when I'm a guest We're not or no, when I'm a host now I'm kissing, yeah, the, I'm yeah. kissing the, I'm kissing the guest's ass. Yeah. No. What did, when what, we flipped it? I, I, Hey, look, I'm glad you didn't screw up and marry me and meet your wife that day. Oh, that would have been or, awkward. Uh, yeah. Meet, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would have been. I'm uh, proposing to the wrong person here. I think you, we are living on the correct timeline. Yeah. All right. Then we're going to wind down. Mm-hmm. But before we do, I want everybody who's listening to this to know where they can find more information about wrestling, pro wrestling, and how they can get tickets. Do you need to get tickets or can you, you can get, get, them get a, you door? Can, We do pre-sales on okay. Eventbrite. So you can look it up on Eventbrite. Eventbrite every... Probably like a, we generally do like a week after the last show, um, but you can go to Twitter Wrestling PW, uh, Facebook Wrestling Pro Wrestling, Twitch Wrestling Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. YouTube. Look, okay, YouTube's hard because we don't have the URL yet because we don't have enough people subscribed because you got to like they have that really yeah, rule. Yeah. So we're just a bunch of numbers, and if you literally look in Wrestling Pro Wrestling, don't bring us up. So I would say keep it to Twitch, mm-hmm. Twitter, Facebook, or also Instagram. We're also on that. Um, what are you on Instagram? Wrestling W. I think it's, I was the wrestling. I think, I think it's wrestling pro wrestling or something like that. It was like the character limit or something like that. I okay. have to check again. The it's, it's all, all we'll wrestling, have, for wrestling. We'll have that in the show. Yeah. Wrestling pro wrestling.com has our very vintage nineties looking website. Um, love the website. We're on pro wrestling tees.com. If you're mm-hmm. looking for shirt merch, we got mm-hmm. those. Um, so yeah, it's like, well, that's where you can find wrestling pro wrestling. And I'd rather promote that than myself. Cause my, Twitter and stuff is just full of dumb jokes. You want? You, why not? It, oh, it's Ben Tranum. It's just my name. Okay, you can find me by my name. I'm. I am literally the only person in the world with my name. So it's like, <laughs> I, I love that when people are like, yeah, I heard this other guy's got your name. I'm like then identity theft because no one else exists. <laughs> and here's the thing, listeners, if you show up to wrestling pro wrestling and you haven't met me. That could be the story of the first time you meet me. It could be your greatest day. That could be your greatest yeah. day. Could be you get to see wrestling pro wrestling for the first time, and you get to meet me. There it is. Not and me. Ben's going to be there. No, too. no, no. I oh. was going to say I'm not. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't meet you. <laughs> He's working the boards. Yeah, I'm busy. All right, let's GTFO because um, Neo and Morpheus are still fighting. Uh, yeah, yeah. We gotta go check in on their <laughs> fight. On their violent asses. Who was the face, Morpheus or Neo, or were they both faces? Oh, uh, Neo. Okay. Morpheus forced, it was evil by forcing him to do stuff, but it was for a purpose. Yeah. And that whole, like, this is your choice thing. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Phil Cosby was there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Take it easy. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so glad to know the story of wrestling pro wrestling. Can't wait for the 28th. Uh, see you there. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>